0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Gonna throw it. Slam. This bug's for you. Don't get no better than that, man. Who's back in the game? Shane Ray. And look at what he just did. Sam! Touchdown,
1: Missouri! This is the Mazad
0: Cast. Howdy Tiger fans and welcome to the Mazadcast. It is officially football season so uh, for better or for worse here we are. I'm your host Brendan Anthony. With me as always is Jamon Moore's manicurist Colin Anthony. What's up dum-dums? And with us in the flesh is the 12-year coach of Washburn University Ichabod's Brian Gores. Great to be here. It's, (laughs) It's great to have you Brian and I'm glad you're somewhat healed up from the various ailments that have been uh, plaguing you plaguing you over well, the last few weeks
1: you know I probably should move I think maybe it's a location
0: yeah well you've spent a lot of time in third world countries as mm-hmm. well and that doesn't seem to do any good true. for true this so, is true so anyway I guess enough stalling let's do it let's talk about today's football game I
3: really don't think we should I, I feel like we should just let's talk about um, religion and politics
0: <laughs> you think that would be less controversial <laughs>
3: <laughs> well would be easier to talk about well you know? I mean People would be very up, just as upset with us, especially yeah. because we're not we don't fall in either in either camp. You know what I mean? Brennan's a diehard monarchist. I'm a Marxist, and mm-hmm. Brian is a Zionist. <laughs> I try, so we don't we're not Democrat or Republican. No one would agree with anything we said.
0: That's true. But we can talk about football, I guess. We kept talking about football. Well, let's do it. Uh, Missouri played West Virginia in Morgantown, West Virginia, and no surprise, to anyone, Missouri lost to uh, West Virginia twenty 26- six to 11
3: Were you say no surprise to anyone i think it did surprise some people i think you know i felt like reading the articles and listening to the radio and everything that there was a certain level of optimism that was starting to permeate i mean the new coaches especially on offense i think had everybody feeling pretty good um yeah. everybody expected our defense to just you know, be the keep, same. Be the same defense. It was. Mm-hmm. It was not. No. It was not at all. And I think if we're going to start anywhere, and there's a lot to talk about in this game, the defense is one of the biggest things. It was so disappointing. The yeah. the, the uh, defensive line did a David Copperfield worthy disappearing act. I mean, no tackles for loss. Well, they may had one tackle for loss. No sacks. No sacks. Charles Harris was MIA. Mm-hmm. Josh August was MIA. Hatley, Logan, they were no. Marcel Frazier recovered a fumble. You know, what I mean, but. Yeah. This strength uh, of our Arion team, Arion Pinton was uh, well, a but he's the not on the defensive line. The secondary, yeah, I'm talking better. about the defensive yeah. line doing yeah. their disappearing act. Yeah, and sure. um, well, I wasn't listening to anything. P-
0: <laughs> <else>. you, <laughs> yeah. I zoned out on you. Good. Good.
3: Well, and Pinton also had a pass interference. It was very costly. Of course, it was a bullshit call of the highest order, but mm-hmm. it was pretty rough. And his interception was one that was initially a, was basically into the half was a punt more than anything. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it was it
1: was disapp- the defense was
3: very disappointing.
1: Well, um, I do think I think that is where sort of all of the, the preseason hype, if you will, broke down, right? The offense was better than last year's offense. I will say that. I mean, there were still the same issues, but other than that, the the defense was a surprising thing. I think nobody expected – and even the commentators, you could hear them talk about – they had the statistic. They're all ready to, like, rant and rave about the Missouri Missouri defense. Because yeah. what they've
0: been. read on their it, cheat sheet. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they give up almost 250 yards rushing and 26 points, which – but the the statistic they gave for last season, there were five games where we gave up ten points and and lost those games or yeah. something. You know, and, and this was this is clearly not going to be that year with that defense. And we you probably should have known that going in. You lost your best defensive player and brothers. You lost um, Terrell Brantley and yep, Walter Brady. Yeah, two of Walter our strongest hurts, defensive linemen. Sure
0: because, well, yeah, I was going to say something about that because you're talking about uh, the surprise of Harris. Charles Harrison. You know, uh, David Morrison who's now with Rock M Nation. I heard him say uh, astutely, as it turned out, that without Brady on the other side, without having a, a real dominant pass rusher on the other side, that really does hurt Charles Harris. Absolutely, because, you know, sure. And so I think we he saw that play out. Put week. a running
1: back on him, chip on him, do all types of different things that. Yeah, that absolutely.
3: Well, I can tell you, what, number thirty-four, Jordy Burkett is no brothers. I he yeah. saw so him miss several tackles. Yeah. He got roasted to the outside on runs a couple times. He looked like garbage, and I didn't pay attention to him the whole game. But and certainly in the first half, I was like, who is? Who the hell is 34? Who is 34? I was so mad at 34. I didn't even know the fucking guy's name was, and I was furious with him.
0: Yeah. I wish you wouldn't admit to your lack of preparation so readily, Colin.
3: <laughs> well, he wasn't on the team last year. So how am I supposed to know who
0: he is? <laughs> only Do people was... know who the players are before the games start? I don't know. I don't know. You Not know, on this program. Only the top guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Michael Shearer looked good. I mean, I think he had uh, team-high 10 tackles. and mm-hmm. Uh, he tackled out in space and it was all over the field. So
3: But really what it was disappointing was is those tackles were coming because the defensive line and I don't know what I mean, West Virginia's O line was supposed to be a strength, but they really had their way. And,
0: oh, yeah. uh, they were
3: washing out huge holes and it was up to the Newsoms and the yep. and the shears of the world to clean up because yep. It was. Oh yeah. The defensive they, line not not wasn't just pass rush inefficiency ineffectiveness. It was. Yeah. You know they couldn't stop the run either. Not we were at
0: all. And, and frankly the with the question marks around quarterback with the, with the quarterback getting injured in the first half and things. I mean they could have run the ball all day on us. Mm-hmm. It, b- between. Our new tempo offense, which I'm not opposed to, but it means when we do get three and out, we get three and out really fast. 40
3: seconds, I think, was our first three plays. (laughs) And the defense was on the field.
0: And and the defense not getting quick stops. The defense is on the field a long time, so they're getting exhausted as well as just not performing well. So by the end of the game, I mean, they're giant gaps. The D-line looked slow. They did. They 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 did. Speed was a real factor. ball,
3: they were just really slow. I wrote that down in my notes. Wow,
0: you don't know that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just fucking with
1: you. Yeah, I think I think the no sacks was the biggest telling thing of that defense, right? I mean, we are so used to Missouri football being strong up front on it's the defense. That's all we had to look forward to, and and that was what we hung our hats on. And all of a sudden, everyone's going, "Uh oh, no sacks." Yeah. Really, and the other thing it wasn't just no sacks. I mean, he was. Hit, I'd love to see this the statistic of how many times he was hurried or actually. You yeah, know, knocked much. down, and I, I think, yeah, I it was know. maybe one or two. So uh, that's the part that's the most
3: concerning to me is when you go from— So without the defense, now we're able to hang our hat on a schizophrenic offense, which yeah, is better it, than a horrible and, offense and so we had before.
0: Going back to like what I'd said where nobody was surprised, I mean, what I really meant by that was that then we're recording hours after the game is over, so everybody knows the outcome already. But, yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people had optimism, and part of that was that the, the idea— that the defense was at least going to pick up where they left off because of depth and mm-hmm. experience, where none of that existed on the offense, yeah. and we're in a position now where the offense looked better than defense, and that is a bad thing because this is an offense that produced 11 points.
3: We, it's it's crazy to me. Like, should have been a couple more. Listen, well, I am getting. I, get I should have would have could. I was wholly disappointed by the game today, but I was. I'm not as pessimistic or as down on this team as I think. A lot of folks are. I saw things today on that football field that I didn't see all of last season. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah, that's true. I saw an
3: offensive line that didn't really get worked all that hard. I they, they played sure. serviceably and.
1: Yeah.
2: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, I
3: serviceably is not a gold star or a feather in your cap. It's yeah. a yeah. fuckload better than anything we did last year. I mean, last year, it was like we didn't play with an offensive line.
0: Yeah, a couple hours after the game. I mean, in, in the moment, I'm I'm always just in the depths of despair, but, but I think you're right. I mean, there are definite positives to take away from what we did. I mean, there's a lot of problems to fix, but... One of the things that's a positive, frankly, is that a lot of the problems are very fixable things. It's, it's not a talent necessarily issue. It's like, for instance, Tucker McCann, the freshman kicker who shanked a couple of, of Tucker kicks. Tucker McCann. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, you. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, he shanked a couple of kicks. That's a that's a, a freshman kid who's never played a game before with the yips. You know mm, what I mean? By all yeah. accounts, he's a really good kicker. But he, he he took six points off the board.
3: Well, I think we'd be talking about Tucker McCann a whole lot more if this game had been close. But it mm-hmm. wasn't close. And exactly. Right. I think yeah. the disappointing thing is is the, and the offense officiating.
0: We talk about and two
3: of four quarters this of this game moved the ball effectively, and the, it didn't yeah. really turn in too yeah. much. Right. But I liked what I saw from Drew Locke when his receivers were
1: catching the ball Locke looked he looked so good he, yeah. he threw like 51 times or something like that which is a ridiculous amount and his percentage wasn't great i mean he
0: under 50 percent yeah still. which
1: which but understandably because part of it you're playing down so you're just chucking it and right. chucking well, it what's and his, chucking what is his uh there 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 was was six, six it drops and, and what and is that, his that's, yeah
0: that's, like six or
3: seven drops what is that going to do to your, your more yeah, due to your yeah. uh you know completion percentage jamon moore had a good no, I didn't have a good game. He had he caught some balls.
0: <laughs> he, he led. Our, he was a leader in receiving, and he had the longest catch of his he career, had, and probably would have been the longest catch of all last season.
3: Yeah, and he, yeah. he dropped eight catches, a couple of balls, a couple of them popped up in the air, mm-hmm. three drops, eight catches. Yeah, we got
0: very games. fortunate that some of those balls weren't intercepted. Moore <laughs> is one of those guys. He's really frustrating because you can see the talent. Mm-hmm. You can see that he gets separation. And He just can't finish it. He, he yeah, he, you yeah. know, and of course, coffee's for closers only.
2: Coffee's for closers only.
0: So, but he does have brick hands. I mean, yeah, yeah, he, the guy.
1: And uh, the thing, though, that I think for the office the, offense, the biggest takeaway for me there were, there were two. One, Drew Locke look, looks like he's progressing, mm-hmm. which
0: no doubt. Which
1: I think last the year with Mock. With last year with Mock, though. Where it's like, wait a minute, this is the exact same thing we saw from the year before. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Like, so that's one of the comparisons I'm. Cocaine making. field
3: maniac. Yes, mm-hmm. right.
1: Um, probably had something to do with it. And then the second thing though was the the, the transfers mm-hmm. and uh, onto this offense. So right. um, just a
3: just a caveat, real quick. Did you guys hear Matty walk through his first pass?
0: It was an, <laughs> yeah.
3: it, for uh, Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky today. It was an interception. Hey, bet you he
1: scores a touchdown on the first pass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be using that button a lot,
1: but uh, but Chris Black, the transfer from yes. Alabama, Alabama mm-hmm. he looks like he's going to take away the the you know Moore's number one receiving status was, after the. I, I was happy to see that because
0: they were going to Moore over and over and over again, and, and while Locke looked better, he was going almost exclusively to Moore. And but I do want to I, I don't want to stop your thought, but I saw a lot of people kind of starting to starting to bag on Locke, like you know Locke went from Golden Boy status to starting. To chip away at him, but I—he was definitely not the issue here. He no. stepped up into the pocket. He did not seem yeah. rattled by the, yeah. by getting knocked down. He didn't seem rattled by his receivers dropping balls. One of my the reasons balls. for optimism
3: with the team honestly, mm-hmm. right now.
0: No, and and as a, as a fresh his first game as a sophomore, I still have a lot of hope. I mean, you know, I'm pretty wide eyed about drew lock but i i think he is a reason for optimism
1: no if i'm listing the things that went wrong today drew Locke is not one of them no mm-hmm. especially because he he makes a couple of the throws he made being off balance right to his left or whatever and just were great throws and not and and good decisions too he didn't try oh, yeah. to throw a pass, you know, across the middle to get intercepted, or anything like he he that. did
0: make one of those passes, but it was dead on the money. Exactly, he threw one exactly. into triple coverage across his body, and it was a but perfect it was, strike. It yeah. hit
1: the guy, and but that's that's the part when I think the most one of the most frustrating things has got to be for him is when he's literally hitting his receivers in the stomach with the pass, and they're not catching it.
0: Yeah, yeah. and and they were on
1: third down sometimes. Yeah, they, that's the biggest yeah. part of the reason I don't blame Drew Lock is when
3: our offense was moving and got derailed. It was one of two things. It was drop passes, or it was Josh Heupel deciding that I'm going to pull the quarterback that's got a rhythm going that was and weird. throw
1: somebody else Sanders, in. Sanders, that yeah. was and weird. Like, and oh, then when, and then when, so talk Sanders, about <laughs> When Xander's got in a rhythm, the same thing happened. Xanders yeah. got in those those couple of runs, and then they're like, "Oh well, just kidding." You know, Locke's coming back in. And you're like, "Wait, let him let it." He was. We just got like two first downs in a row, which barely happened last yeah. season. And what's the point of running him? And continue to
3: run him, and never let him throw a pass. I mean, the one thing with Xanders is the runs are working, yeah. and you start getting those defensive uh, backs and uh, the defense uh, and the linebackers and everybody to bite on that run. Yeah. I mean, the kid's
1: is a quarterback. Yeah. Surely he can complete a pass too, and just kind of catch people off guard. He threw twice and ran seven times. I mean, that gives you the what what they the, were doing with him.
3: The second time they brought him in, when it when we were the offense was, had finally started to get rolling. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's it's Josh Henson still on staff. You know, what is going on right now? And then uh the play calling, like I have I like the offense. I like that it's up tempo. They were obviously running a lot of slants, a lot of short stuff, stuff that we weren't doing last year. Mm-hmm. Um the offensive line was playing better, but then we get get that turnover at the seven-yard line, yeah. and yeah. we run yeah. Drew Locke up the middle, our pocket passer, we're going to go yeah. ahead and run him straight twice, off gut. Twice of tackle. we tried to
0: do that early, yeah.
3: <laughs> and then we're going to run our running back right into the teeth of the defense and then we're going to throw a fade to the corner of the end zone i don't mind the fade especially if it's the first call you make instead of an off quarterback
0: Third down.
1: run it's Which, just especially that receiver because he's the what he's a tall guy yeah. six eight six yeah. mm-hmm. something like that yeah yeah it's that. like yeah go ahead first down you try that play you try that fade try
3: it on second down what the fuck are you yeah. do? i mean it's is he's not matty mock he's not Xander. and why are you running your six five you know pocket passer in, in on the, goal on line, the seven yard line, too. In goal
1: line set. That yeah. was the part that was the biggest kicker. Like well, the thing Shit, is, run Josh Augusta. You're in. He's going to like, have more of a shot. I mean, the, clearly the best running back on the set. Jumbo scene. package, and it's not like you're trying to fake everybody out by, like, oh, we're going to fake the handoff and roll him out to run. Like, no. What we're going to do is have him go back and follow the running back onto off tackle. Like, what? Well, no. and that's the thing. Is What are you doing? So you're running your, your, your pocket
3: passer. Okay, that's fine. If you're on the two-yard line, you're right. on the yeah. seven-yard yeah. line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like he's got to only pick up a couple yards to get to the pay dirt. He's got a, he's one he's taking the snap six yards behind the fucking line of scrimmage. So then he's got to—he's got a he has got a 6 yards run before he gets to the line of scrimmage, and so he's got to make it another seven yards mm-hmm. with— a pocket passer. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And, and
0: Drew Locke can scramble. I mean, he, he's no, he's no, he's, a, good he's a long-legged kid, and he can run. But it, but, but it he's designed space, runs. Needs space. Yeah, yeah, he's an out. Yeah, pocket it has to be. Runner. It has to be a pop, pocket breakdown. Yeah. And and the thing too, like with the Xanders Drew Locke thing, There's a lot of talk before the season, of course, because all the practices were closed. There's a lot of talk about Xander's getting playing time, but nobody knew if it was going to be a sequence deal where you know they give mm-hmm. you know Xander's a possession and, and lock possession, or if it was going to be situational. It was clearly S- a situational. situational. The, I like
3: that better than the Gary Pinkle version.
0: Yeah, and and I'm okay with that. Bec- but the problem with it is. Two things, I guess. One is that if Xanders comes in, everybody knows it's a run, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. you better be My fucking good. With this
3: whole concept of Xanders being in the game, right?
0: Well, so, right. So you better be fucking good because you're not surprised anybody. The second thing is you got to be smart with it, and they were not smart with it when, yeah. like, just yeah. breaking the flow when Locke was finding his rhythm. It, Here's the it, one I, people get those coaches get so fucking stuck to their it's true. scripts. But the but the one scripts. thing
1: that I I will say is it's it's game one. And what I'm hoping is they're trying to figure out like who do we have here? Oh, like, Brian, let's like said, let's see a couple of those. Yeah, yeah and but if you schedule you don't a Big that, Twelve
0: opponent on the road, and that's when you're going to do your figuring shit out. Well,
3: that's the problem. That's why you love to have a cupcake game instead of a, instead of a, a Power Five opponent. But that's part of the reason I'm optimistic. The offense moved the ball. They obviously have something going there. If the defense will re, at least take some semblance of what it used to be, I mean, there are there are reasons to look at this team and go. We're not going to lose every game this season. You know what I mean? They, this team today looked better than our team did all last season. They didn't look good, but they looked better than our team last the, the, year. Because our, our team last offense, year looked so the bad. Well, the, yes. Deer's right. from On a hold the defense. That, like I said, uh-huh. the only part of this game that made me pessimistic was the defense. But on the offensive side, despite the fact we only scored 11 points, I was – I was happy.
0: 462 total yards of offense for the Tigers. I mean, that's well beyond what we saw at any point last year. Uh, we
1: Including had, some of the games that were supposed to be our cup. cup.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. right oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. UConn. Yeah. Arkansas uh, State. 282 were... yards in the air, which is a tremendous, massive improvement. It drew Locke's best game through the air if you're going just on yardage. You know, uh, we had 180 yards rushing, even though that was a bit of a mirage because mm-hmm. we were running backs, I think, we we averaged like three well, yards. it was all about consistency.
3: We moved the ball today. We just could never put it together. Or and Sanders to was Accomplish anything with this?
0: Yeah, so yeah. Ross, uh, though I will say far and away, clearly a better running back than yeah. Ishwitter. another transfer, My, right? Was yeah, doing yeah, Ross from Oklahoma. That's the one thing that gets me is because we know the problems from last year. The coaches know the problems from last year. Why the fuck are we still doing the same thing with Ishwitter that we did? They, they ran Ishwitter up the middle on third down.
3: College football and get, yeah. is going to give me a fucking aneurysm because it, uh, it, it's my opinion that in college, more so like than at all in the professional ranks, is like he's an upperclassman. He's earned his opportunities. Fuck that. Play the people who can get the job done. I don't care well, how, and, what he did last year or what year his is or how loyal fuck that he, he got to play, he get play. the job
1: done he just can't get the job done what you're asking so he's yeah, yeah. he is one of the faster he's yeah. faster than Ross and he's the, I don't know about that Ross is a sprint well, I bet if you got him a foot race it'd be but but as a third down back who's yeah, catching just, the ball out of the backfield back. that makes sense trying to run him straight up the middle like we saw I don't know how many times last year that was the part that yeah had to be the most infuriating it, it, mm-hmm. Absolutely was, yeah. So the, the no the, tie the passes the, the, except the, for one. The
0: same dumb mistakes that we did last year, seeing them repeat themselves this year. I mean, young players making dumb errors like you know, or, you know, like the like bringing up the muffed kicks and you know, just like the communication breakdown between the receivers and the quarterback. It's frustrating, but it's somewhat forgivable. The first game, but like the things, the coaching decisions, like putting Xanders in in the middle of a successful. Uh, you know, possession and then running ish wither the same way we unsuccessfully ran him yeah. last year. I mean, I was happy to see the big bear get a Sh- but a, a, yeah. a new new third head short. coach.
1: So hopefully, what we start to see is that like, all right, we tried that. Hey guys, that's not working. Mm-hmm. But well, the, you let's know, the, ease that's off. Well, but one of the things that could, one, so the guy said
0: about Odom is he's not afraid to make in-game adjustments, and, and that was one thing that we always complained about Pinkel. But I don't know. I, I guess it didn't even matter. cuz he came out in the third quarter and they were some of my our reason ass. for
3: optimism here is that. Before this game got out of hand, we had an offensive series going, and Crockett fumbled it
0: mm-hmm. and shit.
3: That that series goes down right. the drain. And, then and that was the end before of the game gets out. Of, yeah, and before the game gets out of hand again, we offense is rolling again, mm-hmm. and we put in Xander inexplicably. Mm-hmm. I mean, Killed there was the a, there was a there were a couple drives in the first half that looked like they were going somewhere that were immediately derailed. And if who knows what this game looks like if without that fumble, you know ifs and buts, candy and nuts, but. If we don't fumble, if we don't put Xanders in, is this game we go into halftime? Is it thirteen ten? And it's suddenly a different ball game in the second half. And then coming out of the second half and just getting worked too. That was yeah. mm, the defense let us down out of that deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was definitely one of those good news bad news openers. You know, mm-hmm. well,
0: well, a lot more bad news than good news. I Certainly. couldn't maintain
1: an erection, so you know it wasn't that great.
0: Of <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, that, my biggest fear, and it, the, the I think this is. The most telling thing about how little we knew about this team going in was that my biggest fear last week was our offensive line. My biggest fear this week, my, the defensive, defensive line. line. Yeah, mm-hmm. Be- yeah. And I'll say this: West Virginia had a very good offensive line. We, we did go up against a top. But
1: we're and, playing in the SEC. I where know it, I know. I know it, those but, every week. But it's not like, like look we're better playing, than Tennessee's offensive yeah, line. Yeah. I'll tell
0: you that. We're, we're we're not playing Eastern Michigan this week, so I'm just saying that. Like,
3: yeah,
0: they, they're going to struggle. It looks like, but it, you know, it's not like it's going to get. Far and away, better. I think, I think West Virginia's line is is top tier caliber talent.
3: I guess everybody just assumed the defensive line would be. I mean, we lost players on the defense that w- that were big hits, brothers and uh, Walter Brady especially. But you know, because Odom was the defensive coordinator, and now right, he's like, the head coach, it just kind of assumes everything yeah. would just keep rolling yeah. down the tracks.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and that does surprise me a little bit because because of Odom's background, you sort of expected the defense yeah, to be, be a little bit better mm-hmm. than than what you saw, but.
0: Yeah. That. Well, and the other thing, too, DeMonte Cross, the new defensive coordinator, has, had gone in the press and said all the time that his his focus would be stop the run first. He was not, like, into the pass rush as Which much as he was into. We
1: couldn't do that. where we
0: didn't stop I mean, the run at all. So it's yeah. like, oh, shit, our new defensive coordinator did the opposite of the thing he said. So,
1: and on top of it had no pass rush. Yeah, no like, pass so rush. So it wasn't like, forward. you
0: know. No, they, they were just a faulty line.
1: And I think that's what you – it's just – it's those personnel that, that aren't there anymore. I think really is what it is. And we're so used to, oh, like our, our NFL talent is now gone? Like here's the next NFL talent on our defensive line. That's been what Missouri is just simply known for, well, right? They, and uh, and uh, we don't
3: have that anymore. Nate Howard and uh, Becker Jr., they weren't on the field a bunch you know, necessarily. And I think Terry Beckner Jr. is probably because he's coming back from injury, but I thought Howard was going to be a big part of that defensive line, but mostly it was Hatley and Logan. Josh Augusta, Marshall yeah. Frazier, and um, Harris. Charles Harris.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, I think uh, we should take our first break, resettle cut ourselves, ourselves. Yeah, cut ourselves a little bit, and uh, regroup and come back and uh, maybe do a little Kansas news.
1: Terrific. Cheers up.
0: This is the Mazodcast. Let's check in with the Mazodcast listener line.
2: Hi, guys. I just wanted to say I'm so proud of our boys. I mean, they went out and, boy, did they work hard today, you know? I mean, they tried so hard. So we didn't get the win. But you know what? They went out and did their very best. And, you know, that's okay. But you know what? That was a great effort today, and I think we should work on more. The next week, and gosh darn it, I just hope we can do just a little better. Take care, you guys.
0: The Mizadcast, your source for contagious erectile dysfunction. And we're back, guys. What do you say we get into a little Kansas news, fellas? Sounds great.
1: I was I heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine,
2: sunflowers, and sons of bitches. This is Kansas News.
0: Our story comes to us from the Topeka Capital Journal. Kansas, one of only two states, to increase obesity rates, according to the annual State of Obesity Report. Well, good for them. New report finds 34.2% adult obesity rate for Kansas. Mm -hmm. Kansas was one of only two states in which the adult obesity rate increased in 2015, a a new report said, and the Sunflower State adult population is ranked as the seventh most obese state in the country. The 13th annual report found that Kansas obesity uh, to be at 34.2%, up from 313 last year. That's a nice jump. Yeah, pretty pretty solid jump. A lot of Cheetos. The only other state to increase rates in 2015 was Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The news about Kansas's weight challenge is not new. In 2015, six former Kansas generals warned that 71% of Kansans between age 17 and 24 are unable to serve in the military, which they attribute largely to... Obesity.
1: Yeah. Largely to the large. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Four states saw declines in obesity, the first time multiple states have improved in the history of the report.
3: I don't see why fat Kansas soldiers is a bad thing. I mean, they make the best human shields. And <laughs> the bigger they are, the, the better they are, really. That's, that's an excellent point. That's true. That's true.
0: Well, let's get to our next story. Kansas tax revenue falls $10.5 million below estimates in August. Kansas tax revenue fell. $10.5 billion below estimates for August, continuing a rough start for their fiscal year. The figure represents a miss of 2.4% this month. As it released the numbers, the Kansas Department of Revenue said Thursday a group assembled by Governor Brownback to examine why revenue estimates repeatedly fall short of estimates would present their findings to the governor by late October. The shortfall is the latest in a near-continuous streak of monthly misses. Each month that falls below expectations increases pressure on the remaining months.
3: Well, it's... the if the study is being done by people appointed by Governor Brownback, isn't Governor Brownback, he's against math. It's unchristian, right? So mm-hmm. like science, math, he's yeah, he probably, I mean, he's, yeah, I'm not sure that how, how accurate he expects them to be without being allowed to use calculators. But remember,
1: you know, Kansans like consistency. So they're mm-hmm. consistently off, mm-hmm. yeah, which, is, which makes it okay.
0: Yeah, their, their revenue is flat, much like their god-awful state. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the August Revenue Report is the first since primary elections ousted a number of conservative Republican lawmakers. Many successful challengers sought to tie their opponents to Brownback and the state's ongoing budget troubles.
3: Well, that's a wise plan because um, if you want to uh, so make someone look, seem like a complete piece of shit, associate them with Governor Brownback. <laughs> he is, he's quite the moron. Yes, he is.
0: From the Manhattan, Kansas, Mercury newspaper, officials seek poop as illness spreads. Oh. Okay. You heard that right, fellas. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. The number of...
3: (laughs) from Mad Magazine? What the fuck?
0: (laughs) No, this is quite real. The number of students being sent home at a local high school due to an illness continues to increase daily. Since last week, there have been 104 reported cases of sickness in a Manhattan high school. 21 students were sent home with symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and 26 others were pulled out by their parents. These cases were reported by the Manhattan High West Campus and illnesses reported last week. Three faculty members have also been home, sent home sick. Manhattan High School Principal Greg Hoyt says sending these students home and that many students home in one week is not something you normally see, even during flu season. Riley County Health Department is asking parents of six students to provide fecal samples to the health department. Mm-hmm. Green said her staff has also contacted several other area schools, but no similar cases are being
1: reported. So get out your Tupperware.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Fish, should turn it out of the yeah, toilet. Yes. No, or just squat right over it. Do they have suggestions <laughs> for how they're supposed to turn it in? Like, could they just bring a big bag and set it on fire in I, front of? I assume most house. Kansas
0: are just bringing a handful.
1: All <laughs> probably yeah. their lunchbox, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or they just scrape it off their bodies, <laughs> which it's just always there. Might be
1: part of the problem. <laughs>
0: Uh, during outbreaks local health departments can provide stool collection kits to oh. anybody willing to, there you go, there we go to submit a sample the kit will come with instructions just metal <laughs> metal <laughs> salad
3: tongs and a, in
0: a bean, <laughs> piece of tupperware
3: shit here
0: one <laughs> Uh, it's, no it 's right. instructions <laughs> uh, the instructions and testing will be conducted by the Kansas Health and Environmental Laboratory. whether apparently there is such a thing. Whether an outbreak spreads depends on what disease is causing the illness and how it's transmitted. Many gastrointestinal illnesses can be spread person to person as well through contaminated food or water, which we know isn 't rampant in Kansas. <laughs> It is not unlikely for these illnesses to spread to family members and other persons in close contact with the ill person. This is, I enjoy this. This is the last sentence of the story, and this is news and information to Kansans. It is important to wash your hands
1: <laughs>
0: and stay home from school when you're sick to prevent spreading disease.
1: That's, that's, Solid tips.
0: No, solid <laughs> I just like that. Some might said. think that's day one stuff. Right? We should, but It's not.
1: Uh, you know, Missouri should send them a big like care package of uh, of a whole bunch of those signs that says employees must wash hands. Mm-hmm. You know, so that or when they're preparing and scratch food. out employees, <laughs> right, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> from the AP. You know, guys, it's kind of a lot of downer stories. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. So I would like to finish on an, an upbeat note. You know, sure. You know, I'd like to do that. This one says, Kansas Orchard awaits word of possible world record peach. Mm. Hey! Ta-da! It could be months before an eastern Kansas business finds out if one of its peaches has broken a world record. The AP reports a peach weighing 763 grams, or about two pounds, was picked on August 24th at Tubby Fruits Peach Orchard. The current world record is 725 grams, set in 2002. I'm just
3: shocked there are trees in Kansas. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah,
0: Or that anything grows. (laughs)
1: I two, think the desert, yeah, <laughs> whatever that
0: is. Two certified scientists from the Johnson County Extension Office weighed the peach using verified scale provided by the USDA. The process was documented with both videos and photos. The Lady Nancy's peach had to be eaten as proof that the fruit was not altered to skew the results. <laughs> Once documentation... It's not a PDP. <laughs> <or> Performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> Performance peaches. Not a, it's not a dodgeball that's been painted peach. <laughs> <laughs> Once documentation is submitted, Guinness World Records says it could take up to twelve weeks to determine if the peach sets a new record.
1: Twelve weeks. What are they doing?
0: Are they, are they shipping it to Ireland? There's a guy doing.
1: But no, baking. because they're eating it, so they would just have to be the the number. Maybe they're sending. Right? Maybe they're going to have to send a stool sample kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who ate that peach? <laughs>
3: I hope they like Monster Energy drink swirled in with peach.
0: <laughs> that sounds delightful. Oh God, it is God forsaken. Yes, the state of Kansas is God forsaken. That reminds me, Brian. I think you have the last piece of news for us. Kansas played football.
1: I do. Yes, and I'm mean, much to your surprise, they still have a football team. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of a little bit of history this week actually in Kansas. So keep in mind, they had a 15 game losing streak going into this week. They hadn't won a game dating back to like 2014. Mm-hmm. But Rhode Island, the uh, powerhouse of University of Rhode Island, lost to Kansas. Kansas got a victory, fifty-five to six. They even ran up the score <laughs> because they're like, "What is this? We're ahead, I guess." You know, they they wouldn't stop. The best part, though, has to be that uh, Kansas fans rushed the field.
3: Yep, <laughs> beating one in eleven
1: Rhode Island, like an MIAA team, and not even a good one, and they beat them soundly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. beat him soundly and rush the field. There's going to be a lot of
0: pregnancies in Lawrence tonight.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. but my thing is, good thing this game wasn't in Rhode Island (laughs) because Kansas fans may have, if they were there, may have tried to rush the field in Rhode Island. Well, I would say, I mean, based on the
3: fact that there's only about 17 people in a Kansas home game, I can't imagine that there's... Be any point. Kansas yeah. fans at a, at
1: going to Rhode Island to watch this team play? Mm. Well, and you know what? Now, I say that, but Rhode Island may not even have a home football stadium. No, they may have to just travel on the road the at all times. High school, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so they
0: managed to be literally the smallest state in the nation.
1: Yeah, yeah, smallest state, and a team that uh, Colin just mentioned that I think it was one eleven last year. So, hey, a win's a win, right, guys? <laughs> That's, I guess, as Butch <laughs> Jones would
3: tell you, I'm not going to apologize for any win.
0: <laughs> that's right so this has been Kansas News Well, guys I'm going to interrupt real quick we've got a caller on the line and it's a real important one let's take it on the line now is Larry from Missouri famous Paul Feinbaum guest probably the most probably the biggest celebrity we've had on the show absolutely for sure welcome Larry
2: hey hey y'all getting long today down there in uh,
0: Columbia well we could be better it wasn't much of a game up here
2: well, I gotta tell you what. I mean, I it was pretty doggone sad. I'll have to admit, but let me, let me tell you this now. I mean, y'all remember uh, Larry Smith days?
1: And oh yeah. Dan Devine. Uh, he's old, dead Dan Devine. Mm-hmm. He is. He really time. is. He knows his facts. He fast. ain't coming back. I you mean, very
2: <laughs> uh, old. He'll turn this thing around. It's probably taking I don't know seventeen, eighteen years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like your <laughs> optimism.
2: Eventually, he'll turn this so much around. I mean, he'll get, uh, he'll start reducing some, uh, I don't know, one or two stars, and uh, he'll get it all in line. But uh, actually, uh, in all seriousness, I mean, it's going to take a while for zoo. Now, West Virginia is just about a half-ass pit of the team. I mean, they ain't no good. They ain't no direct Big 12. Or yeah, even, they- though, uh, even on my Oklahoma team, uh, you know, they damn sure ain't no dreading nobody. But, Anyway, uh, Bear, old Barry's going to do it. He's an Oklahoma boy and got a bunch of Oklahoma coaches down there. And uh, I just urge all the good people of Columbia have to put the torch down and uh, <laughs> go back to sleep and uh, read Dave Matter and
3: uh, get you the little old regular news you get that's not telling you the truth. Larry, we don't endorse reading <laughs> Dave Matter here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Barry Oldham's going to be fine. I mean, he's going to win probably, I don't know. He ain't going to win much many this year, but he's going to be there for a long time. And I, I was here when Finkel got here. They all dogged him out, too, said he sucked. And, uh, he was the man, the right man for the job. Barry Oldham is, too. And the last thing I'll say is, uh, Matt is a horrible
0: drug, but I sure do like it. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you don't disappoint. Well, fellas, I think we ought to talk a little bit about uh, next week's game for the Tigers since we came off to get the taste out of our mouth of this West Virginia mm-hmm. road loss. We're going to have a more traditional Missouri non-conference game coming up next week at home against the Eastern Michigan Eagles. So uh, in the Eastern Michigan, they won their first game. Uh, but I, I have to think that uh, this will be a little bit of a salve for us. In, in yeah, and our America. first
3: home game too, which will be nice um to get a win at home, get some enthusiasm built up for this football team. I guess we shouldn't assume any victory. Um, we've been burned by that before. Mm-hmm. But um, I would – listen, like I said, there are things about the, today's game that made me optimistic. I mean, first and foremost, the offensive line looked serviceable. Mm-hmm. And um, with with a, an offensive line that had three total starts among the entire offensive line, they were all by Ablin. And uh, so – and that's and they played much better than last year at any point. And that was with last year we had two offensive starting caliber linemen. So in this game I'm hoping to see more of that. I'm hoping against a, a team like this that if the offensive line looks this good against a you know a West Virginia team that they could have their way with a smaller college like this and, and continue to build on what looks like a much improved offensive line.
0: You, you know, you, you think against a team like Eastern Michigan at home, you're not going to get in a hole early like we did against West Virginia. And you're going to be able to play sort of your design scripted stuff, and and we'll see a little bit more of what they want to do. You know, like one thing we mentioned was missing was on offense was the, the lack of plays to the tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, on defense, you know, like I said, we maybe fix some of the problems we saw against West Virginia against a team that won't put as much pressure on. Establish our a little line.
3: more of a running game too, because we like. Uh, Brian mentioned earlier on the show, Drew Lock threw 51 passes. I mean, I, I know they like Drew Locke and they like his arm, but I don't think they had ever intended to throw that much today. No. Um, and it would be nice to see... A more balanced attack against Eastern Michigan. I mean, obviously, hopefully, we're not going to be down by two touchdowns and forced into a situation where we are constantly throwing against Eastern Michigan. If we are, the show is canceled and we're fucking done with this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah we'll, we'll, and I think it'll give the coaches an opportunity to see who's really working and who's not, especially like the running back core. I mean, I think Ross has established himself as a starting runner um Crock, crockett you know he the, the old adage is if you don't protect the ball in the red zone you're gonna ride the pine and mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened to the young running back he learned that the hard way but i think he'll probably get more chances next well, week. well
3: and um the one thing about crockett is is he's a four-star recruit mm-hmm. a young guy i mean this kid theoretically just based on his rank is uh gonna have some opportunities and gonna be a good player you know mm-hmm. god willing so you know, I th- I don't think they've given up on him. He's going to get more opportunities, but he certainly I mean
0: maybe we'll see Nate Strong.
3: Yeah, if he's if he's healthy.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean it, it's just one of those games. It's, it's it's the traditional cupcake game, but I think we might be able to have to throw out the the term cupcake this year like we did last year. Because
3: here's what I'd really like to see: mm-hmm. I want to see a goddamn blowout. I want to see a fifty-five to six Rhode Island game. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we haven't had one of those in no. a long time. I mm-hmm. mean, we we our three cupcakes last year. We're not cupcakes for us.
0: And that could do wonders for the offensive confidence. Yeah, that's what I mean.
3: I want to see this team kick a bad team in the mouth.
0: Right. You know, we hadn't scored a touchdown since last November, and we got that off the snide late in the fourth quarter in this game, and it would be nice to see those sorts of – Every week they say, "Oh, Missouri hasn't scored in eight quarters." And it'd be, mm-hmm. be nice to like scratch those shitty records off yeah. the books with a big yeah. win. Yeah, let's push Blo- them bloat to the ground. the numbers ground. a little bit too. Bloat those offensive numbers. Let's
1: push them to the ground. Yeah, and do naughty things. Do I that. mean, it, and that's it, right? We should do that. So that mm-hmm. that's the part that it's hope scary. It's almost <laughs> you, you wish you'd had this game. This week, oh where man, where you get this? I mean, that's why all these teams schedule these these cupcake teams at the beginning of the season, so that you can kind of ramp up. You can figure out this player is not going to work, that player is not going to work. Like you guys were saying, yeah, really, it's a
3: hor- for a, for a brand new coach
1: with a very young football team. This was a horrible game to start yeah. out with. <laughs> well, but this is becoming the trend in college football in general, right? I mean, yeah, that's why weekend, you're seeing big game. You know, USC and Alabama play, and Wisconsin playing mm-hmm. LSU. <laughs> oh, you know, they're and talking all about these... it being the. the Best yeah. opening week of, yeah.
0: the, of college football history, which is completely unjudgeable. Yeah. Which it has,
1: it has. I think more the the, the most like ranked teams, preseason mm-hmm. ranked teams. But yeah. we also see how these preseason rankings mean nothing anymore. Yeah. Oh, I God, mean, they, yeah,
0: top five teams going
1: out. Yeah, sure. it's like okay. So then the top twenty-five, which just means that they're. You know, could be a, the numbers don't matter. Look at Tennessee. You know they, they used did, to look not the other losses. They, they used did, to not do a top right, twenty-five until five, like, to like three week or four, six, yeah. right or something. Yeah, like that. yeah,
0: yeah. And it makes all kinds of sense. The only reason they do it is because people like us are we for to football, yeah, yeah. It's yeah something, we need something, something to, to talk about. Talk. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. I tell you what. Why don't we take our second break and when we come back? We'll just do a little around the horn with the SEC and talk about what the rest of our conference has done. Sounds terrific. All right. This is the Mazadcast. <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm
3: Mike, founder of dollarshaveclub.com. What is dollarshaveclub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high
1: quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're gonna stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com and the party is on.
0: Let's check back in with the listener line.
2: Good evening, Tiger fans. It's a melancholy Saturday. Another Tigers loss. In positive news, the offense put up a lot of yardage. This Tiger defense does not look to be as stout as last year, and the loss of Coach Cool, may contribute to it. Black Ice, Charles Harris was uh, uh, his shadow of himself, of what we Come to expect in the lore that is Chuck Harris. Uh, Wide receivers look to still have bricks for hands. A lot of things to look forward. The final score I don't think was indicative of just how close that game might have been. Had a couple things broke our way. Had the referees not had their ass full of their heads. But, you know, there's more football to watch today more stag beer to drink and more life to live than there is to be just a Mizzou
0: fan. And now the show with even fewer fans than the Kansas Jayhawks homecoming game, the cast So we're back and let's talk a little bit about uh, other football games that went on around the country specifically in the SEC. Let's do a little around the horn. Yeah.
2: Loves football.
0: Brian, what do you got for us? Oh, Brian, don't go yet. We oh, have something important safe. to do. Colin?
3: What did I bring this guy for if we're not going to use him? Yeah, exactly. He's heavy <laughs> as a motherfucker to get out of my garage, <laughs> put in my upstairs. trunk, plug him here, get him out.
0: It's the Paul Fine bot. Fire him up, Colin. All right. Nick Sabin, Nick Sabin, Nick Sabin. Sounds like he's,
1: yeah, you're ready he's to go tuned in and ready yeah. to go. Yeah, he's actually, that warmed up a lot faster. This, i've upgraded do, yeah, yeah. okay that's, that's new say. software yeah. Yeah. processor now
0: right. paul are you ready to go let's get started all right so brian yeah now can you go and let's see what happened around the sec
1: all right interesting week in the sec uh not some some good and some not so good so we'll start with some of the games that really don't matter so okay South. thanks paul South Carolina knocked off Vanderbilt in a, in a game that everybody thought Vanderbilt actually would win. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you true. watched the first half, why wouldn't you think that? They were having their way with South Carolina. That's true. South Carolina and a lot of the experts, quote unquote, predicted them to be the worst in the SEC. Oh, and, w- and they're not. And then Vanderbilt just
3: absolutely shit themselves. Yes, sir. And uh, allowed a Will Muschamp champ coach team to
1: win a football game. It's yeah. Yeah. inexplicable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas knocked off Louisiana Tech in a game that they probably should have lost, 21-20. to Good. I hate Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I'm really
3: starting to warm to this Arkansas-Missouri rivalry just because,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know, I just hate Arkansas a lot. Maybe it's because Kansas is literally in their name. Yeah. You're right. But they did pull off the victory. So uh, one team, though, that unfortunately lost, same score, 21-20. to Southern Alabama beat Mississippi State. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I, yes. I know.
0: What a falloff for the bulldogs,
1: especially in a game which uh, they were up seventeen to nothing at halftime, and still you know, manages. Dak Prescott is now in Dallas,
3: so there is no more uh, savior quarterback. I guess Dan Mullins uh, shouldn't be an atheist. I mean, is he, you know, if he believed in God, like. Uh, Hugh Freeze, maybe
1: he'd got that win. So let's stick with some of the disappointments, and we'll get back to some of the, the highlights. Um, another disappointment would definitely be the LSU-Wisconsin game, mm-hmm. which was actually a fun game to watch. It was not high scoring. 16-14 yeah. to 14 was the final in that one. A the real West, rock fight. Wisconsin won. LSU. No, Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin, Paul. LSU. All right, we're going to have to sort out that air, Colin. I'm sorry. If you could, if you could work on that. Uh, but it's a game that, that Wisconsin looked like they were going to run away with, and LSU all of a sudden in like sixty seconds scored fourteen points or something mm-hmm. like that, and was right back in it, and then didn't score again. Well, mm-hmm.
3: LSU's one dimensional. They have a guy named Leonard Fournette, but um,
0: mm-hmm. it's a good so dimension. It's a good. It is a good
3: dimension. <laughs> Wish we had that dimension. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm guessing if uh, LSU doesn't get shit on track real quick, that the uh, less miles train is gonna be pulling out of Death Valley this
2: year. You're right about that.
3: Because it was nearly ready to pull out last season and if losing starting the season losing to Wisconsin cannot have helped that situation. His seat is
1: hotter than two rats fucking in a wool sock right
0: now. Mm-hmm. And that's
1: hot. <laughs> Continuing on a couple games that are not completely finished because of when we're recording this, but Auburn it looks like they're well, it looks like they're going to lose to Clemson. It's thirteen to three at the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: Well and that's not an unexpected. Well, like uh, when we sure. were looking at
1: the stats
3: from the half Brian, they scored like three points at like sixty yards in a total offense. I mean they used
1: three quarterbacks. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it is so, not looking good for the SEC so yeah. far. Mm-hmm. Um but continuing with the not looking good in the SEC, uh Southern Miss knocked off Kentucky.
2: Not sure about that.
1: I'm reading it on the screen, Paul. No, all right. Well, well he's I'm really adamant got, I've got about some, that. But. I've got some work to do. Yeah,
0: he's just he's cantankerous. He's got a
1: flutter. He's got a flutter. But yeah, it, Kentucky, uh, who beat us last year, yeah. looks terrible. Yeah, looks yeah. terrible. Yeah, and a game that again they were up, they were winning, they were they were and it fell that apart. Game in hand. Yeah, yeah. they fell apart after the second. Found game, a way to lose hand. as Kentucky so mm-hmm. often does. Mm-hmm. So those are the negatives with the with the around the sec but let's get to some of the positive ones so in in probably a big one would be georgia knocks off north carolina 33 24 in a pretty big opening game for them yeah north carolina is not a real good team but uh
3: georgia um has a lot of question marks right now, especially with the new coach in terms of
2: great matchups in college football history this will not qualify
3: <laughs> you're probably right paul but it's true. but georgia got a win and um, and that's good for the sec bad against for the a, tigers I guess against I a, a decent
1: acc team which yeah. which is which is we'll take that, Ugly especially win. with some of the conferences that have beaten us so far. Uh, Florida knocked off Massachusetts, and nothing, nothing surprising there. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Alabama, just stuck it to USC. Alabama just yeah. put them in their place, pushed their turds <laughs> yes. way up there. It, it, not even close. Um, so impressive start for Alabama. Did you, tell, did you
3: say the score? Or did I completely missed
1: that. Uh, it, it's still not over, but it's fifty-two to six. Yeah. At the <laughs> Paul enjoys that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alabama. Because of mm-hmm. Nick Saban, I'm assuming.
3: Nick mm-hmm. Saban, Nick Saban, Nick Saban. Don't overheat him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian, just
1: massive eruption. Don't election. bring him
0: if up. We
3: don't have to talk about
0: that. He who shall not be he named. He shall
3: not be named. Let's not, because yeah. his yeah. cooling system just cannot handle it. Nick
1: Saban. Well, there are, are two games left uh, to, to talk about with this. So the, the first is what I think would. Probably qualify as maybe the most impressive SEC win of the week. Texas A&M knocks off UCLA 31-24 to 24 in a game that pretty much... The, the country thought UCLA was going to I've win. been hearing more and more chatter, though, that uh, Texas AM, you
3: know, they've got a little heat on them right now. People are like, this team's better than I think a lot of people anticipated early on. Our people are liking the way they looked. Yeah. Uh, well, and
0: Kevin Sumlin, I mean, he, they talk about him being kind of on a hot seat a little bit, you know. Well, he needs to be. I mean, Kevin Sumlin is a guy who, I feel like
3: I got a free pass for a while. Like, I... I felt like he got praise heaped and heaped upon him
1: without He without good a, for, for a while. Well, but they they not off. great and then high expectations. I, I
3: also heard I and like I, my my opinion on someone after hearing him talk several times in interviews is that he's a fucking stone cold dum dum. Mm-hmm. That's just my impression. And then I heard him get mentioned like last year as a potential, you know, NFL coach. I'm like, what are they seeing yeah. that I'm not? Yeah. I but anyway, they're looking they're looking at uh, I think they're getting their their expectations
1: for them are, are getting higher and higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. that game did go into overtime, but but still good good win on their part. And then uh, there is Ole Miss still has to play Florida on on Monday night. We're recording this obviously on Saturday night, but the last game, um, which I saved especially for last for both of you, would be Tennessee ranked ninth in the country at the moment. Tennessee knocked off Appalachian State. Twenty to thirteen, and had to come from behind, and did it in overtime, Ugh. based off of a fumble as well. And I, they are
0: a really good football team. I don't no, think they are. No, Paul. Paul, you keep saying no. that. Everybody's like,
1: been saying that. You can't
3: just blame Paul Feinbot for that.
0: You know, I mean, he is right there in the chorus. Though. Yeah, he
3: is. He is probably the the epicenter of all. Yes, that. sir. <laughs> but Tennessee, I mean, Appalachian State lost this game. I mean, Tennessee did had every break go their way when it came to turnovers. I saw t- two separate fumbles. Go directly into the hands of Tennessee One of which goes fumbles for a touchdown In overtime Appalachia State blew it Their their game plan was great And then when the game got close Their play calling got super tight The clock management at the end of the game They literally I think I'm not Incorrect in saying they ended the game With a timeout Mm -hmm. And they had the ball for the last possession Of the game trying to get in field goal range And they, they left a timeout on the board It was inexplicable it was the worst coach game I have seen the from the fourth quarter well, on. Ever. Keep in mind,
1: it's, it's, I'm about to thing. say it's Appalachian State. I mean, there's you know, sh- sh- you're supposed to they, be the
3: size I, of your school. though, Doesn't dictate how, whether your coach's brain stops. No, working. but I think oh. what
0: I think what happens a lot of times is these schools go, they go into these games with nothing to lose. They're not predicted to win by a long shot, so they go in with really kind of no stress or pressure because they have zero expectations. Then, then they get into this sudden, situation yeah. and in, the, in that emotional. Baggage completely flip flops, and now they're like, "Holy shit, we could win this game!" And they tighten up, and the coaches probably do they it just as up much as the players. To the level of their competition, oh,
3: I'm <laughs> telling you. At, from the fourth quarter on, it was as if when it came to play calling and clock management, it's as if Josh Henson and Andy Reid had some sort of retarded child, and that child became the coach of Appalachian State. You're right. <laughs> Thank you, Paul.
1: <laughs> yeah, but. You know, a scary moment for Tennessee volunteer fans who thought that their team was going to go undefeated. Oh, I was ready and, for some sad fans uh, being sad. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just stomp everyone. All right, it
0: was cathartic for me for a while.
3: And vindication. I mean, we've been saying that Tennessee is not as good as everyone has predicted, and I think that was a nice little
1: you know, feather in our cap. So this is the interesting sort of Mizzou connection, right? So you've you've seen in the, the years that Mizzou went to the SEC championship, no one really predict, no. no, one predicted it, even the Paul Feinbot, which is this, this is history at this point, not not prediction, Paul. No so nobody predicted it, nobody gave him any respect, but but when you looked at that team, the team was extremely talented, especially on defense and everything and but nobody credited that because they'd never been there. they hadn't mm. done anything with it. Well, flash forward, you have Tennessee, who's incredibly talented, as they've all been saying, good mm. recruiting classes, et cetera, et cetera, haven't done anything with it yet they give them. The like it's praise out the wazoo that they're going to be this amazing team, and and where was that, you know? I, so it's like, no, you should give them the Missouri treatment when they haven't done anything.
0: It's familiarity bias, is yeah. what it is. They're familiar with Tennessee, therefore, they're better. I'm, I, I said it on Twitter, I'll say it again. I am in
3: favor of Butcher Jones being the coach of Tennessee indefinitely. You're right, I'm very happy with him as the head coach. He Nothing gives me more confidence <laughs> that Tennessee is
0: going to be miserable than Butch Jones, so wonderful. So is that, uh, that's the entire slate for this week?
1: Yeah, that wraps up the, uh, the SEC.
0: Well, let's talk about next week for those guys and make a little picks, all right? First game I've got on the agenda here, it looks like number 18 Georgia will be playing against Nichols State, everybody. Mm. Nichols State. Yeah. Want to go around on that one? Who do you think?
3: Well, I guess I'm going to go with Georgia. Just say three and zero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Georgia, Georgia,
0: Georgia. Uh, Paul, you're going to make a pick on that one. Georgia. Okay, so it's all four of us. The next one is Texas A and M versus Prairie View A and M, the Battle <laughs> of the A and Ms. Yeah, I'm going to go
3: with uh, Texas A and M on this all one. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, There's a, they're playing a college that the the. Most uh, common degree is in tractor repair, so it's uh, <laughs> it's probably a safe bet to say that Texas will win that.
0: Yeah, we have our first actual SEC matchup of the of the week. I mean, I guess we had Vandy and South Carolina last week, but Kentucky will be facing number twenty five, Florida.
3: Well, I'm gonna say Florida. I'm, I'm high on right. Florida. That's a pretty easy pick too. Watching Kentucky do what they did. Well, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But I like. I mean. My pick for the SEC East is Florida over Tennessee. I just Florida's, based on coaching.
0: Florida's not setting the world on fire tonight. But. No,
3: they're not. But I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, if it's going to come down to me, Florida and Tennessee are, are are two teams that are you yeah, know. You're leaving out Georgia. Well, I'm not. I'm just talking about. I'm. I'm not picking Georgia, and I'm not picking Tennessee. I'm just talking about Tennessee. And, right, but I'm seen. saying that if these two teams lock horns and it goes too late in the game, I feel like Jim McElwain will coach circles around
0: <laughs> Butch Jones. All right, Paul. Who you got on that one? I'm gonna mark it down. Florida. Okay. Uh, next up is Western Kentucky versus Alabama. 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 Yes, that's right, Paul.
1: I think yep. that's. I a, think he another, said it all. Yep.
0: These these non-con games are so you know, like it's, Yeah, <laughs> it's almost not even worth doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, But this this does get me to the point where we always get dinged for having a soft record. And Alabama has every bit the shitty non-conference schedule that we do every year, but they never catch any heat for it. They they usually have one. Well, I mean, they're playing USC They usually have
1: one, and that's the thing. It's usually the opener, and it's somebody who's really, really, really good. But then Mm -hmm. Then they always have at least two who are... Hot garbage. Yep, they're paying a lot of money to play them.
0: Mm -hmm. So another situation like that, we got Wofford versus Ole Miss... So, I'd say Old you know, Miss, the University of Mississippi. Yeah, Very that's good. them. Uh, Vanderbilt versus Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee on our docket this year as well. That's, that's one right. coming game.
1: And and Middle Tennessee has won their first game. True sure enough. I'm going to go with well. Vanderbilt just because of the way they look at the first half. I mean, if if their coach
3: doesn't keep fucking switching quarterbacks in and out inexplicably, kind of like Mizzou did today, it's if you've got two quarterbacks, you've got no quarterbacks, and mm-hmm. that's where Vanderbilt is right now.
0: I'm gonna say Middle Tennessee.
3: Well, I'll be dipped. I, I
0: just, I mean, I've got a feeling maybe they're good simply because they're playing us, and I want them to be, uh, you know, halfway decent as a homecoming opponent. Uh, yep. in Middle Tennessee, Brian. What do you think on that one?
1: Yeah, well, it's hard having them having Vanderbilt lose to South Carolina doesn't give me any confidence for them to go into a team like Middle Tennessee. But I'm still, I was stuck with Vanderbilt. Um, take the SEC school over the little. Shit
0: school, yeah. Paul Vanderbilt. Okay, uh, let's see. South Carolina versus Mississippi State, the Battle of the Turds.
3: I'm gonna say that Mississippi is. State. I until Will Muschamp proves that he's not Will Muschamp, I'm just gonna just pick always against
0: pick him. against him. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I think I might do the same thing. I mean, Mississippi State was like a disastrous loss this week, but South Carolina—they're gonna lay a lot of eggs this year. Mm-hmm. So... They should have lost against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Brian, what are your thoughts?
1: Oh yeah, another tough one. I mean. These these bottom tier SEC teams, which granted Mizzou Easy. may be one of those, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it's hard any any week. I'm going to go with Mississippi State. I think they got to bounce back from just a really bad loss. They've South Carolina cannot be as good. They've mm-hmm. well, got their coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. enough said.
0: Paul Mississippi State. Okay, uh, Arkansas State versus Auburn.
3: I Now, our, we played Arkansas State last year. We did. Red they were Bulls, a pretty good team. And they were a pretty decent team. And Auburn is looking like a steaming pile of rancid cat turds right now. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely hot garbage. Hot, hot garbage. So um, this is a toughie. You know what? I'm going to go for an upset here. I'm going to say Arkansas State.
0: All right. I am going to pick Auburn. I think they're going to rally back this week, Brian.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, Arkansas State was impressive last year. Uh, last year when they played us, but then again, everybody looked impressive That's last true, year. That's true, Brian. When They're they played us. I'm going to have to stick with uh, Auburn. Okay, SEC.
0: Paul. Auburn. Okay. Uh, Arkansas versus
1: TCU. I'm going to go with TCU on this one.
3: TCU, absolutely. I have no confidence in Arkansas.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't either, but just throw in a little wrinkle so that everybody knows. Penis uh penis wrinkle. Well, for some people. TCU, although it looks like they will beat South Dakota State, has struggled. Mm. They are certainly not looking like the 13th best team or whatever. Week 1's are scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – but I think TCU will beat Arkansas. Arkansas no chance in that. What do you think, Paul? Arkansas.
0: He really does love the SEC. Mm, Wow. Yeah.
1: He's true blue.
0: Okay. Jacksonville State, LSU. Skip, everybody? Just skip? All right. Eastern – no, let's see. Virginia Tech versus Tennessee.
1: I'm going to go Virginia Tech. No, wow. All right. Wow. It, this this will be interesting. This will be well a real game. What should them. be, right, a real game for Tennessee as opposed to to last week. Tennessee's
3: um, offensive line looked like shit. Josh Dobbs continues to be Josh Dobbs. No despite the fact that everybody thinks he's a good quarterback for no reason. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just...
0: Well, he's probably hexed them with some sort of alien... alien
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for some reason,
0: him having no eyebrows gives people loads of confidence in him. It's because they don't know what his expression is, so they assume he has confidence. He's cool as the other side (laughs) of the
3: pillow. You can't tell if he's nervous or mad or upset or happy. It's all just a... Brian, what do you think?
1: Yeah, so this game will be a primetime game, 7 p.m. on ABC. And I think... Tennessee should be on upset alert for sure, but I also think that they know that, and so I think they will rally. I don't think I don't think they're a top ten team, but I do think they'll beat Virginia. So Packers. you're you're picking Butch Jones and Black Beldar Conehead mm-hmm. to uh,
3: win the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Colin. I'm going to pick Virginia Tech on this one, Paul. Tennessee, yeah, of course, shocker. Let's go to the last game on the docket, which is our Missouri Tigers versus Eastern Michigan.
3: Well, I think I'm going to have to pick our Tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, I mean, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but the, more, the further we get away from this game, the happier I am about it. I mean, we lost, and I'm, I was inconsolable afterwards, but it just, listen, the offense moved the ball. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, they moved the ball, Yeah, you know, and, and if you could get a couple bounces going your way, I mean, certainly this game, there's no reason you shouldn't win. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's any reason for optimism, it's that our offense moved the ball.
0: If I picked them last week, I sure as hell better pick them this week, so, <laughs> Missouri. Yeah. Paul, do you think Missouri can win this game? <laughs> yeah, like you know, never has any confidence?
1: Quick so. little fun fact about Eastern Michigan is that they were considering getting rid of their football program. Apparently, last year. Mm. so that, that should bodes well for that us. should pretty much tell you that's where hard of recruiting brian yeah <laughs> uh because when when your athletic director has an issue a statement that's like we are absolutely not getting rid of football that's how you know it's hard to sit on a kid's couch <laughs> and recruit him when you, you're like hey if we have a football program next year, sport we'd love you to come play for us <laughs> yeah it. yeah so I, I think Missouri's gonna gonna win that one pretty train much. wreck is right
0: yeah okay so all righty well that'll do it for uh Around the Horn with the SEC. So, guys, uh, there's a couple awards we need to dish out this mm-hmm, week. Uh, sure. One of which is the uh, the new award.
3: Yeah, the TJ Mo
0: Douchebag of the Week. That's right. And so, uh, Brian, in, in case you weren't listening, because I, I don't think you ever do, uh, each week we're going to dish out an award for who has been the biggest a douchebag. And if... You know, going to name new
3: listeners, if they don't know who T.J. Moe is, he's a former slot receiver for the Missouri Tigers who was once beloved and has now went full douche.
0: Mm-hmm. And so uh, he has the honor of the T.J. Moe Douche of the Week. Douche of the, of the week. week. So, guys, who do you think is the biggest douche this week in college football? I mean, I, I always think Butch Jones is a pretty big douche. Um, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it was it was pretty easy last week. Brian, thoughts?
1: I probably would go with whoever does the rankings. For preseason rankings, so whether that be the yeah. AP or ESPN or whoever else, because I
0: have a new candidate, they're just awful. It's that uh, kid from LSU who completely oh
1: yes waylaid yes. the Wisconsin
0: yeah. player after he made right. the a game-winning dish, interception. I'm good with that one. I don't even remember his last name, um, but I
3: will say I will say a dark horse for me was after watching the Thursday night games. Jesse Palmer and his broadcast used the word swagger at least oh, two to three times. Oh God, he so, loves the swagger. I, you know, <laughs> Jesse Palmer and his uh, oompa loompa orange face mm-hmm. are always a front runner for TJ Moe douchebag of the week.
0: Yeah, I think we got to give it to the LSU kid. Yeah, I mean that was a, that was as bad of a flagrant just douche move, douche yeah. move that I've seen in a long time. So, yep. kid from LSU whose name we don't know, you're the douche of the week, TJ Moe, of for the week, yeah, douche, douche of, the of the week. week. Now, the more important award we have to dish out.
3: Absolutely. It's time, everyone, for that award that is based on the flaxen golden hair, the spun corn silk that is Kirk Farmer's hair. Mm. Man, it's beautiful. I, I saw it the other day in Chipotle. I'm not okay. going to lie to you. He was right there. I nearly reached out and touched it.
0: Yeah, you know, every time I've seen Kirk Farmer in his hair, it's it's like blowing. like It's, it's Yeah, waiting. there's not even a fan on it. Indoors. Yeah, it's Indoorsed. crazy. It's I don't beautiful. get it, but it, it's it is. It's immaculate,
3: and it's why this award is called. The
0: Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. Exactly. So who who is who's the Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game, guys? I think I mentioned to you all off air I would throw in for a candidacy Arian Penton. He was the in a defense that did not perform well, he was a strong suit. Uh, he had an interception, he had a couple good open field tackles, he was just reading the offense well, and if everybody had been playing at Penton level, we'd had no problems.
1: Brian you know, I, and I have a feeling this is a name I'm going to say a lot this year, but I'm going to go with Chris Black. So he's the transfer-wide receiver that we have from University of Alabama. He had six receptions, over 100 yards, scored our touchdown, mm-hmm. which, let's be honest, that's rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a feeling we'll be calling his name a lot. I really hope he becomes our number one receiver. But
0: yeah, he's that's a good there. candidate. Colin, you got a new person or you're a tiebreaker?
3: well i think you can't discount drew Locke. i mean i think the the stat line doesn't tell you that he played with some poise he delivered the ball he had a, the guys dropped a lot of passes for him but i'm going to agree with brian ultimately uh, chris black um really mm-hmm. looked good scored and, the touchdown uh, yeah nice. scored the touchdown put over the top god damn that's a rare rare occasion these days yeah,
0: yeah you guys might convince me it's awful hard to name a defensive player this week and the defense that gave up nearly 500 yards yeah,
3: i mean pinton I mean, played fine but uh, uh, nothing outstanding
0: okay there you go chris black wow. new player to the tigers you are the kirk formers hair first kirk formers hair of the year player of the game That'll do it, fellas. We wrapped up a show. I, you know right. what? It's a little bit like therapy to me because I felt pretty shitty going into this recording, and um,
1: I feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. I feel better. Turn that frown upside down. We were talking about this again, talking about off-air stuff, that this season may not be a spectacular season. There's mm-hmm. not going to be eight-night wins, but after one week of the Barry Odom Era, Mm -hmm. Like you know There's some things That hang your hat on And say like I think that this could Work out longer term
3: Well I mean Most of the games Last year After them I felt like I'd been Eating Chipotle For three days straight And nothing but Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And just taking a bunch Of laxative Sure And it was just It was like root beer Through super soaker That's Mm -hmm. how sick I felt Yeah And uh uh, I did not feel that way After this game Yeah (laughs) I'm a poet
0: you should go to Kansas And get that checked
3: (laughs) Yeah (laughs) But I did not feel that way today. I was
0: not yeah. diarrhea sick after that, after this game. We had a couple. We had a long pass. We had a touchdown. We, I mean, there's so many frustrating. The offensive things line happened.
3: played serviceably.
0: I, I think I will be able to get through these games a little easier because I didn't have I didn't know what to expect today, and now I have a, a baseline for expectations. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't play well, I, I, it won't be as disappointing to yeah. me. So if we do good things, I can enjoy them a little bit more instead of just cut myself. Yeah,
3: there was at least two of the quarters of this four-quarter game I enjoyed watching. Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. like, no, that's
3: fair. There were two quarters that were miserable. And there mm. were two quarters that were watchable. The ball was being caught and thrown, and they looked like they knew how to play football. It was a beautiful
1: thing. Yeah. Mm. It was a good opening week. I mean, the other thing is the other games were actually entertaining this week, and it was, college football's back, and it came back in a good way. It illustrated mm-hmm. to me just how fucking miserable last year was.
3: Yeah.
0: They, yeah. The games were just unwatchable it says something that if this performance today yeah. makes 11. you feel a lot better than last <laughs> 26, year which yeah. is a
1: loss that yeah we gave up 26 points you yeah. think if, if you'd be screaming from the rooftops west virginia 26 points but yeah, yeah it just you, illustrates how bad something we feels kind of good about it yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, weird yeah.
0: we did i mean west virginia has been a high scoring team so even though our defense didn't do well we kept them under 30 and so i guess yeah anyway Guys, before we go, I do want to uh, tell you the listeners or ask the listeners, please, 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 please get on iTunes and give us some reviews. We do need iTunes reviews. It's one of the best ways to get the Mazzotcast.com. Bumped up in the ratings to help other people find us And also we're competing with several other Mizzou podcasts now. Yeah, we have
3: started a trend
0: Yeah, they, when we got this thing going two, three years ago There were not any other podcasts to be had for Mizzou But now there's a plethora of them They're all inferior, obviously But we need people to know That's that That's the
3: truth though, I have, you
0: know, Every time I see one
3: pop up, I listen to them And despite the fact that we have a certain level of entertainment value That those guys aren't even trying to go for Obviously, mm-hmm. they're not But they're just fucking boring and unlistenable basically you know, but that's just my personal opinion maybe it's maybe it's slightly
0: colored by the fact that I have a podcast but if you share Colin's opinion get on iTunes give us a five star review and even if you don't share Colin's opinion it doesn't hurt you to get five star review to yeah. us to say something nice even if it's a big fat lie
3: yeah sure we're we're solely cool with lies bro we really do
0: need you to do it it's not hard to do just get on iTunes Give us five stars. Go about your day. Rob a bank. doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever you do, just do the five-star thing first.
3: Kick your dog. Beat your wife. We don't care. Just mm-hmm. give us a five-star review. There's
1: probably an app for it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, besides that, the standard stuff, mzodcast at gmail.com, at on Twitter. Reach out to us anytime. We're always glad to hear from you. Until then, this has been the Mzodcast. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers.
2: Horrible drug, but I sure do like it.